Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me. Why don't you give us a little background? Um, maybe what's your earliest memory with coffee or maybe what's your earliest memory with uh, even business? Interesting. Uh, yeah. So uh, my mom actually has owned businesses um, since, I guess, really as long as I can remember. Um, so I kind of grew up learning from her about owning business. She's been in consulting for um, most of my life. So um, really learned about marketing and branding from her. Um, so that's kind of where I came from as far as my like ideas and thoughts about business. Um, so being in kind of retail sales and um, kind of the food industry is, is a little different and um, not where I came from and not something that I really knew. So all of that's kind of new for me, but kind of the branding aspect and the marketing aspect is really where I think I kind of thrive at because that's kind of what I knew and where I kind of came from. Um, and then as far as coffee goes, um, I really got into coffee um, kind of in different way than most people did. Most people kind of grew up and they take a job at Starbucks or something when they're 16 or 17 or something. Um, but I got into coffee <clears throat> um, because I actually was, um, as a teenager um, and kind of in my early 20s, I used to do a lot of world travel. I became a nurse um, and I ended up in a lot of coffee growing regions of the world. Um, and I got to see, and I would travel with a lot of doctors and um, do a lot of medical work. So um, we got to see the real difference um, in those coffee growing regions when farmers were paid well versus not paid well. And um, just the real difference to the economy that um, kind of coffee can, can have and really changing communities. So. Um, that's kind of how I got into coffee and like um, just when <clears throat> um, farming communities can be paid well what a real medical difference it can have in the lives of the, the family members um, of the farmer and the workers that work there so that's kind of what got me in there how did you start Vessel like what was the like first thing you did yeah so I started Vessel actually as an online company I was just online for about a year, um, selling beans and mugs and t-shirts and different things. Um, and then um, we did, you know, on a little bit of online advertising, not much, but just mainly through Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I did, uh, it really took off when I started selling uh, cold brew during the summers. Um, this is still online or this online. is okay. yeah. old brew online. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then, um, when the Selden market project came about, about a year later or a little less than a year later, I applied for that. Um, and I got in, so that's when I, um, had the first kind of retail shop. And what did you kind of learn, I guess, from the online sales going into Selden? Did you know a lot more about kind of, you know, traffic and 
how important it is to just have people coming to your establishment or like just like how you communicate the products that you were offering like what did you kind of learn in that time period yeah that's interesting um well I got a kind of a I got a feel for what online I got a feel for what people were going to buy so what were the best sellers definitely the cold brew kind of like launched me into a new level like kind of just into a new level of like profit I, I would say like just a new level so I knew that was going to be a hit so when we opened the store at Selden our cold brew and our nitro on tap were like really what I was pushing as our like um kind of our key products like uh, what was really going to differentiate us um kind of like our presentation of that we were doing them on tap um we were offering them in um these kind of like what you would offer kind of like a um, specialty craft like um, beverage like a craft cocktail and we were doing that for coffee um, and so we really were kind of marketing it different than anybody else in the area because I knew that that kind of was like a tipping point for us when we were just online um, and then I also knew some of our other um, specialty products were really like key drivers so we have a bourbon barrel aged coffee that was a bestseller where we um, got barrels from ironclad distillery in newport news and we age our coffee in those bourbon barrels and they actually take the barrels back and then age their bourbon in our coffee barrels so and oh, then we, so we kind of like have a little partnership there but so those kind of key specialty drivers, I was able to already know that, okay, I need to have a ton of these on tap for when we open. And so just having like a, a market knowledge, I guess, of what um, products would really sell was super helpful. Yep. Yeah. And I guess from a branding and identity standpoint, what kind of inspiration did you take when you started? Because, you know, I think we even talked about this a little bit before, like the you know, just the packaging, the direction, the art direction is very um, clean. It's very, uh, you know, it has a feeling to it. So like maybe how did you think about brand exercise to get there or like what's your, uh, or your brand thoughts? Yeah, I'm actually, I actually think that, well, being in Selden, I think is the best thing that could have happened to my brand and I, I think that's why we've been so successful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, Selden's got like this vibe happening with all the makers and yeah. uh, you know, just the uh, I'm assuming the support, you know, and things like that to to get things done. So. Yeah. And I think that I got into Selden because of my design and branding. And I say that because um, I think that my branding and design caught the eye of the people who were deciding on who was going to get in because they really were looking for people who had their branding and design together because they wanted to have a cohesive kind of collection of people for their, you know, for the market. And, um, you know, I was, I was really lucky um, to have found a designer that had just got out of the school of design at VCU. And um, she had worked on a project with um, a local 
somebody who was putting on something at um, in the Neon District and happened to tag her. So I found her and she has just, I mean, um, her name's Kasha Killingsworth, but you should, um, everybody listening should look her up. But she's now working at, um, she's working for a small design firm in um, Richmond at the time, but now she just got recruited um, for Urban Outfitters Corporate. So she's working for them now, but luckily she's still designing for me. <laughs> um, so freelance. So I'm so lucky to have her. She's, her eye is just incredible and like I just love the stuff she's done for me. She did, I don't know if you saw it, but she did our like Norfolk tribute mugs, which she had this whole design of like the landscape downtown. You could actually see like a little Selden market in there and it was really cool. Um, but her eye is just incredible and I'm, I'm so lucky to work with her. Um, no, so, that's great. Yeah. Um, what about just general marketing wise and like maybe more performance based? Like how do you kind of, think about marketing do you today are you running media ads are you doing you know content what how did what's your philosophy on kind of you know spreading the message and getting awareness yeah yeah that's a good question um you know I was listening to another podcast and they said it was you know on business and they said that the one thing that they regretted early on in their company was not spending more money on marketing early on, um, just because it can be such a, a driver for your business. And um, so, you know, that's one thing that I think this year, 2020, that we're really gonna push a lot more um, is, is spending ad dollars and marketing dollars um, because we really honestly haven't. It's been one thing we've put on the back burner because I think We've been lucky with Selden Market that they really have, um, they've spent money on marketing and we just get the benefit of that. Like I saw they, they have actual billboards up for the holiday yeah, um, market and different things. A they half had, dozen of those or so. Yeah, and they the had um, radio ads. They had, you know, print media or print um, ads done this holiday season. So we've been so lucky to benefit from that. Um, but I think this 2020 year, we're really gonna um, set aside a budget to do our own marketing as we push into 2020 and go towards like kind of different goals that we wanna meet this year. Um, specifically, we wanna do some, you know, Facebook, Instagram ads, and then um, also look at just some additional, um, you know, some Google and whatever internet advertising. Um, to really push online sales and really drive up that business as well. It's one that we've kind of neglected. How about your team structure? How many folks you got working for you now? I know you have two locations, mm -hmm. online store, like what type of, I guess, job titles are uh, kind of reporting up to you or rolling up under your organization? Yeah, so we have, um, Right now we have um, two full-time employees um, that are kind of at a higher level. Um, so um, they're both in operations, one's more on a financial side and one's more kind of on a um, kind of coffee, uh, more shop operations level. Um, and they're both great. We wouldn't be here today without them. Um, they've really helped build the company up and um, I'm so thankful for both of them. And then, um, Underneath that, we have about five other employees, baristas. 
um, that work both of our shops. So um, we are open Monday through Friday at our city hall location, and then we're open seven days a week at our Selden location. Um, and then we do on the weekends, you know, we're always doing events on Sundays. We do a catering job every week. Um, so we have a lot of slots to fill um, as far as like scheduling and different things. So um, our employees are, I would say, the best in Norfolk. So um, I'm just so thankful to have such a good team and um, people who are really committed to our mission. Um, so I'm just really thankful. We just hired a new um, employee, so she's starting this week, and um, just really excited to keep growing and looking forward. So nice. Yeah. Congratulations on that hire. I know that's Thank always you. a uh, point of relief when you have some yeah. some assistance there. Totally. Um, you also do something really interesting with uh, like your mission and your giving. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, um, so we consider ourselves <clears throat> a social entrepreneurship initiative, and we kind of, it's kind of a twofold um, thing. Um, basically, um, we consider it in our sourcing. So we source coffee from smaller farms around the world that pay fair wages, um, provide humane working conditions, or are working towards sustainable farming methods and so um, this kind of it helps in multiple ways but um, it helps to reduce poverty or um, to uh, reduce deforestation around the world because a lot of larger coffee companies will just come in cut down all the rainforest and plant coffee plants you know four feet across uh, but what we like to see is smaller farms that will work within the existing rainforest to plant the coffee. And the coffee is much better when it's, you know, shade grown. So um, that's who kind of we like to work with. So we do a lot of research with the farms that we work with um, to make sure that who we're working with um, kind of fits within these categories somehow. Um, and, you know, as we grow, we'd like to move more into direct trade with the farms. Right now we're working with um, a distributor. We do have a couple of direct trades. Um, um, but, you know, as we grow, we'd like to move more into that more direct trade um, with the farm. So we know that all of the money is going to the farm and not half, like, cut off by a distributor. But, um, you know, unfortunately, we're pretty small, so we can't do that all the time yet. Um, but for example, our Nicaraguan coffee, um, they have a school on the farm that all the children whose you know, parents work on the farm, they can go to school there during the day. And the, um, the farm also pays for the medical needs of all the workers, including um, vaccinations. So we just like to kind of research who we're working with and make sure that everybody's, you know, to the best of their ability being taken care of and you know provide you know making sure that like nobody's being you know harmed or mistreated um as best as we can so that's kind of one way that we kind of see ourselves as a social entrepreneurship initiative and the second way is um we do a give back um program so each quarter um, we give back a percentage of profits to the local community. 
Um, and so far we've worked with um, initiatives like the Urban Renewal Center, um, which works with um, kind of racial relations in the city of Norfolk and kind of trying to um, help racial relations in the city. It works with the police department and, and different schools and different things like that around the area. And then um, we've also worked with the Southside Boys and Girls Club, uh, refugees, uh, refugee helpers 757, um, and then as well as a few other organizations like the Muse Writers Center, um, FBI Citizens Academy, um, different organizations like that. Um, so we're just super thankful that, um, you know, we believe that we, we want to be a vessel to our community. That's where kind of my name comes from, um, vessel for change, because we believe that coffee can create change in the community. We believe that's what coffee can do. So we'd like to kind of live that out a little bit. I believe that too. So. Um, what about like uh, mentors, if at all? Do you have like someone that you go to and bounce ideas off of? Or like, what do you kind of get advice from? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, like I said before, I'm, my mom has actually been working with our company a lot. So I'm really lucky that she has, you know, years and years of business experience. So that's super helpful. And then through the solid market, they've actually provided us with a ton of um, business experts. So we have um, like in services every now and then, we'll have panels where people will come and talk to us. Um, we can ask questions. They'll bring in people with different types of topics, um, you know, QuickBooks, um, you know, insurance, um, different type of business planning um, or anything that we want to learn about. They'll bring in people um, that so we can learn different things. Um, and then, you know, Mary Miller, uh, Downtown Norfolk Council, she's like, available by phone to us like we're just so lucky that they've really given us um so many opportunities to learn from these people um that we never really would have you know been able to reach or contact so we're super lucky in that sense nice yeah um what's a typical day for you like how do you uh organize your time yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy um with the two shops, it's really been it's really been interesting since we've opened up the the two shops. It's been quite a transition. Um, so we have um, the city hall shop that opens at seven thirty, and then our other shop that opens at eight. Um, so it can be a lot of running back and forth between the two. But I'm so lucky with my um, two full time employees that kind of help with that. Um, and then oftentimes we'll we've really been trying to grow our wholesale business now because we wholesale coffee to um, restaurants, offices, um, churches, um, different, you know, hotels, different types of things like that. Um, so we'll have ideally be trying to like uh, set up meetings for those types of things. Sometimes we'll have meetings for um, Selden or um, 
different types of planning meetings with the team for the, you know, whatever future that we're, you know, trying to work towards. Um, so lately it's been a lot of, well, holiday season, it's just been kind of trying to keep my head above water. But going forward, I'm hoping to have um, kind of build more of like a plan as far as like attacking the wholesale market, growing the online sales section, um, and really formulate like more of a structure and a plan for that. So, what um, what have you learned in 2019? Um, any any findings or something with the cold brew or something with uh, consumers becoming more uh, I don't know maybe they're uh, yeah, it's just like these very subtle things that like we learned for our business like going out to you know art festivals and things like this mm-hmm. it's like you know this really unique opportunity to you know meet with new customers they're in like an amazing mood you know and they're just ready to hear the stories so that's something we learned this year uh, firsthand is there anything like that maybe for you? That... Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I have been excited this year to really kind of innovate new products. So people really like, I think, to have a little bit of variety and change, which I think kind of towards the beginning of the year, we didn't have a lot of change because I think we were building a new shop, trying to open that. So we're just kind of like staying stagnant in what we were offering. Um, And then kind of towards the middle of the year, we were working on a few new products, but they weren't coming out. Um, Towards the end of the summer, we got, um, we started working with this uh, company called Swift Cup and we released a instant coffee, which sounds kind of odd, but it's actually super innovative. It's a freeze dried coffee. Um, so the coffee comes out just as good as it would have if it was hand brewed. So it's, it's super cool. So now we, um, it's a new, like kind of new on the coffee, like craft coffee scene. A lot of, um, really famous craft coffee companies are doing it. Um, so we came out with that, which is super exciting. Um, so two of our single origin coffees, um, we offer in instant form just great for traveling, camping, um, anybody who kind of needs a cup of coffee in the hotel room in the morning, but doesn't want to drink like, you know, the K cup or whatever they have in the, in the hotel room, that's not very good. Um, and then also we came out with this CBD infused coffee, which since we came out with that, it's in sales has surpassed our bourbon barrel aged coffee in sales, which I think we were only like, maybe a month and a half in on sales and that, which I was super surprised at its popularity. Um, I mean, I knew that that was kind of a trend and and becoming popular, but I didn't have any idea that it would sell that as fast as it did. Um, So that is a very exciting thing that um, we're offering now. Um, So I think continuing to innovate, continuing to, kind of remain true to our quality, um, but grow at the same time is gonna be, continue to be um, what we aim for in 2020, I think. 
um, and something that I, I kind of was learning through 2019. I think that'll be super important. That's great. Yeah. Well, um, you took my next question. I was going to ask, what are you excited about for 2020? Yeah. It sounds like you kind of, you already kind of touched on that. Um, if there's anything I missed, you know, let me know. But uh, where can the listeners follow you? Where can they uh, shop your products? Yeah, so um, you can find us on our website, VesselCraftCoffee.com. Um, we have a full online store there, so you can buy any of our products. Um, and then you can find us on Instagram, VesselCraftCoffee, and then Facebook as well, VesselCraftCoffee. So um, we're not hard to find. And then we have a shop at um, the Selden Market in downtown Norfolk. It's between the main hotel, the Hilton Main Hotel, and the Sliver Library. And then we have our shop on the first floor of City Hall in Norfolk. That's amazing. Thank you so much for doing this Thank you again. for having me. I really enjoyed it.